if our cells are in a cell danger response, that means it shuts down the flow of energy. So that energy can come in the form of oxygen, it can come in the form of nutrients, it can come in the form of whatever. But when you're under stress, that flow stops. If you want to live like you matter, ditch the pills, look great, and feel freaking amazing, you're in the right place. I'm Dr. Wendy Trubo. I'm Dr. Ed Levitan. Welcome to the Five Journeys Podcast. Where we empower you to live a vibrant and healthy life by optimizing your structural, chemical, emotional, social, and spiritual lives. Hang on to your hats. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Five Journeys podcast, Live Like You Matter. I'm Dr. Wendy Trubo. My co-host is Dr. Ed Levitan. He's the serious one, obviously. Our guest today is Patrick Porter. He is an award-winning author, educator, consultant, entrepreneur, and speaker. His newest brain training platform called BrainTap is distinctively designed to activate the brain's neuroplasticity to help people like you achieve brain fitness, overcome stress, lose weight, stop smoking, manage pain, and make a huge range of lifestyle improvements. And he's an author. We learned about, we were at a conference, what, three, four years ago? Yeah. And experienced uh, brain tap. And we loved it from the first time. And it took us a long time to um, kind of act act on it we 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 had to go through all the phases you know the contemplation the pre-contemplation the and then we finally got to action about what three months ago three yeah two months ago and so we it took a while to get everything settled but we're i'm using it probably every other day um consistently may i don't want to say every day but it's made a difference and what's interesting um that I find like pretty profound is I give it to my kids, our kids once, uh, the younger two, and they actually ask for it. That that's the really cool thing. It's not like we're forcing something on them. They're actually asking for it. Oh, can we do that again? Right. It was, it was really interesting. We were at a, at a show where we were at an amusement park kind of environment. It was a water indoor water park up in Wisconsin. And the person next to us in the booth, she was, she was selling something and her kids were there and they would come over and do the brain tap. And she asked her kids, what was the most fun at the water park? And she said, the brain tap. So it was like, what? And that was a free ride, right? That wasn't a, they didn't pay for that. So kids love it because kids want to feel good too. You know, most people don't think about it, but kids have stress. And when the nervous system is under stress, we want to get relief. And unfortunately, in the past, people have sought out destructive ways to do that. Of course, there's always ways like exercise, eating healthy, breathing techniques, things like that. But Kids don't know those techniques. They just know that they feel, they don't feel good. And as soon as their brain is liberated from that stress, they go, wow. And, and we have parents tell us that all the time. They go, especially autistic uh, uh, parents of autistic children, because the first thing they say is, my kid's no way that ki- my kid's going to wear that. Those flashing lights and what's going on. I said, well, just give them a minute. And within a minute, they're passed out, right? And then they come back in 10 minutes and their parents go, what just happened? I go, well, we just downregulated their nervous system and they're learning how to, that's where the neuroplasticity comes in. When the brain is dysregulated, it doesn't know how to relax. It just, it's like having the gas and the brake pressed at the same time. The nervous system doesn't know what to do. So we're, we're liberating that part of the brain. 
Can we talk about why this matters? Like brain fitness. Why does it matter? Why is it important? What does it do? Well, what is it? Well, first of all, yeah. When we think about our brains, we all agree that we want to grow old and have our memories. The biggest fear in the world right now is the fear of losing our memories or losing our capacity to think and being a burden to our family. So how do we take care of that? Now, this isn't true in ancient times, right? Ancient traditions would give all the wisdom of the tribe to the elders. They didn't give it to the young people that had the young brains. So something's happened in our life over the last 30 years that's causing our brain. Because back in the in the 1960s and 70s, there really wasn't Alzheimer's. There was a few people that got it, but nothing like the onslaught that's happening right now. There also wasn't glyphosate and metals and pesticides and toxins. Don't get her started. Don't Do get her started. Do not get me started, right? So those are all very true. And I think it starts with one key thing that most people don't get two thirds of America right now is not sleeping well. And that's so what happens during sleep that most people don't realize. And they just proved this in 2015 before 2015, there isn't a physiology physiology workbook out there or textbook that has the lymph system going beyond the neck. Now we now know that during level four sleep, the brain opens up another system of the brain called the glialymphomic system which is how the brain detoxes. So if you're not sleeping because of high levels of stress or all those other things you mentioned, because the body is is basically, there's so many toxins in the world right now, from environmental toxins like you're talking about to even quantum toxins like EMF, you know, things like that. All of these things are causing our body, and really it's what they call the cell danger response. Every cell is really like an individual. It has a life cycle. And then it works together as a community, makes our body. So if our cells are in a fear or a cell danger response, that means it shuts down the flow of energy. So that energy can come in the form of oxygen. It can come in the form of nutrients. It can come in the form of whatever. But when you're under stress, that flow stops. So what really matters right now is to get people sleeping, to really get their hippocampus. This is what's happening to people, especially as we get better looking and more intelligent with age. There's something that happens to our brain, right? Our brain, it will start to shut down because it's an energy hog. So if if it has to deal with all these toxins, it's not going to have time to be creative. It's not going to have time to relax you because the minute you sit down to relax or you lay down, the brain goes, wow, now we can start detoxing. So it goes to work because the other time it's doing, while you're doing everything you need to do, balancing your checkbook, taking care of clients, whatever you're doing, your body's got to do everything it does. And people take it for granted. So what's happened over the last really 40 years is we continue, you know, when, when somebody told me we're going to have computers, you know, there's not going to be any more paper. This was in the seventies. Well, I can tell you right now, there's more paper being, because what people do is they have it on their computer, then they print it out. You know, so we didn't really get rid of paper. It caused more, more problems. So what happened now, I used to be able to lock my door on Friday at my office, go home, and I'd come back Monday morning and listen to the voicemails. Not anymore. No matter where you're at around the world, if you've got Dr. Porter's cell phone <laughs> and you're in Europe, I should be up taking your call. You know, or they text, you know, or they email. I mean, we all this stress that we're in right now was our creation. And a lot of it's really good. I mean, I I don't think I'd want to go back. You know, I don't think it would happen. But, you know, there's a lot of movies showing that, right? What would happen? 
But the, the reality is that we need balance is what we need. I think all of these things are good, but we need downtime as well as uptime. And I think the main reason from children, I mean, they've taken exercise out of the schools. How ridiculous is this? The, we need the kinetic energy that people build up throughout the day. Think of your body like a capacitor in a circuit. A capacitor is meant to hold a charge and then it discharges. Well, every cell of your body does the same thing. It holds a charge and then it discharges. Now, when you're under stress, we hold the charge, we hold the charge, we hold the charge. It never gets to discharge. So people are looking at negative things like alcohol, drugs, or abusive relationships or whatever's going on. And that's how they get their release. And that's not healthy. So we need a healthy way. And the reason we, we call it brain fitness. So think in terms of your nervous system. A lot of people think the nervous system is the spine and because chiropractors will show pictures of the spine and things like that. Your nervous system is your brain. 70% of your nervous system is between your ears. So when we're talking about your brain, we're really talking about your whole nervous system. How do we get this nervous system to function? And we should be regulating it through our sympathetic, which is our fight or flight response, to our parasympathetic, which is our rest, digest, and recover, to our neurohormonal response, which is our biological system. But we've been, we've been conditioned now. We've kind of swung the pendulum the other way. We now think everything we need comes in a pill, bottle, or a potion. The reality is that most of everything we need is free. You know, you don't really need brain tap, but you have to commit to the time, the energy, the effort to do the things. So that's why we need something like brain tap right now. So many people go to sleep and they think you're supposed to just close your eyes and go to some never, never land. That's not appropriate sleep. You should have a 10 to 15 minute ritual when you get into bed that unwinds the stress of the day. So what I teach people to do, and, and I'm sure if you've listened to the brain tap, you've heard it on there. I encourage people to review their day and anything that was done well to relive it. Because we need to refresh the most positive memories of our life so we don't lose them. And anything that was negative that happened during the day, how could you reframe that and learn from it? You know, the old saying, those who fail to learn from the past are doomed to relive it. And most people are living the same day, 365 days of the year. They don't have 365 days. They have the same day that they live every day, and they just chase their tail all day long. And But if we start to organize our day in a way that says, how am I bringing value to this day? How am I bringing meaning to my life? How is my life having a purpose? And the main way to do that is if you're going through struggles right now, everybody goes through struggles, but the reality is that this is the time. Sleep is the incubator for your superpowers. If you do not get into a right sleep state, then you cannot engage the most powerful computer on earth, the human brain. It's capable of dispensing 30,000 different neurochemicals. So we need to engage that part of the brain. I think we need to pause because you said a mountain of gold that I think we need to sort of distill out because there was a lot in that. So the first thing I think we really need to make sure the listeners take is sympathetic. Fight, flight, or freeze keeps you alive. You need it. However, if you're looking for rest, restoration, digestion, relaxation, that's parasympathetic. And when you breathe in, you activate sympathetic. When you breathe out, you activate parasympathetic. So step one breathe out longer than in, and in a systematic fashion, tip the scales towards parasympathetic, especially when you're trying to go to sleep. That's one thing that we want to go over. Two, do not watch TV at night and then expect to go right to bed. That's bad for you. And it sounds like you're recommending that it's not just stop, change, 
do something else. It's stop, decompress, go to sleep. So I want to, I want to make sure, cause I want to know myself, how, how does this work? <laughs> okay. All right. There's something called biopotaic exchange. So when you talk about photobiomodulation, so Dr. Sidral, who's our science officer again, he wrote the book on how the body takes in light and exchanges it with other cells. So think of it like when a cell fills up with energy, our cells communicate to the other cells. So I have a lot of energy. Do you need some? It starts sharing. It. So what's happening with, you don't, you're not going to see, it doesn't work with your optic nerve. It works it, it, like the way we see, it works with the optic nerve just by flashing. It's the flash that does it. So what's happening is number one, the ear lights. I want to talk about that because nobody does that. And we have the we have the patent pending on how we're using it. We use seven different nosier frequencies. These are frequencies like think of it like musical tones in the body. If all these seven frequencies are in tune, your body's healthy. So every two minutes, that's the vibratory frequency. We're triggering the vagus nerve. So while you have it on, we're we're broadcasting. Now, the reason we have nine lights in each ear, and it's a 10 to 20 minute dose is a 20 minute dose happens to be like a two minute dose of laser, but nobody has to stand there and do it. And in there's junctions in the ear that are meridian points, which means think of it like energy highways throughout the body. And acupuncturists have been using this for 10,000 years. So what we're doing is we're going to open up those meridians by running energy and the body. If they're, if your ears get warm using brain tap, you have blockages, but as soon as the blockages go away, you'll, your ears will never get warm. Do you have blockages? Your ears oh, get my ears get warm, so apparently. I thought you were perfect. Yeah. What will happen here, in, in, if you listened a little bit more often, like every day for a week, it probably would stop. But what's happening, because you're doing every 72 hours, your nervous system is going to try to return back to whatever it thinks is neurological norm for you. It might not be normal, but it, it's for you. Yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. So the ear lights are designed to turn off that sympathetic drive and turn on parasympathetic. And without your awareness, every session has that. Then we look at the eye lights. The eyes are not just attached to the brain. The eyes are brain matter. So they're absorbing light. And it's a very specific frequency, not just the 470 nanometer, but it's it's actually changing its frequency. And it's balancing the right left hemisphere. They're just off center. Even though sometimes it, they appear to be flashing at the same rate, they're not. They never are. Every three minutes, at least, something's changing because the brain wants that change. If not, it'll just treat it like wallpaper. It won't, it won't get the same response. Then what we do is we go into the sound part of it. Binaural beats work because, and this is something that's been around since 1800, so it's not like that's not new. But what they found out with sound was if I put a 200 hertz frequency in one ear and a 210 hertz frequency in the other, the brain doesn't hear either of those 200 or 210. It hears the 10 hertz. They call it a phantom sound. The most bizarre part of this is that's what we're doing all the time. So that's kind of spooky. We're always doing that. But the problem is that most things are mono. So what we do then is we have an isochronic tone, which is a mono frequency. So you don't need to be wearing the earphones to get that result. But we did that because not everybody has perfect hearing. So we kind of measure that. It's kind of like going to the symphony and you don't just have a violin, you have the whole string section. You know, we want to have as many as possible. Then we add on top of that music. Music is important and it's been well-researched. Uh, there's something called the Mozart effect which they proved in, in science that if I play Baroque classical music in a, in a classroom, 
the students are smarter. We didn't teach them anything new. We didn't do anything different. The only thing we did was turn on music. That's because the brain synchronizes. They call it 10 hertz music. So we use that music in the background just to synchronize the brain. We have a lot of sessions with just the algorithm and the music like that. So, But then if you go to the next step, which is the audio message, most people communicate to themselves over, they say, about 80,000 thoughts a day. And unfortunately, 80% of them are negative. And that's just part of our biological upbringing, you know, that we survived. You're the genetic heroes of your of your race because somebody else got ate by the saber-toothed tiger. Your, your genetics didn't. So what we did with the words, we know that words change 2,300 gene expressions. So if you're going to change your genes, one of the best ways is to change your language. Change the way you're communicating with yourself. I love telling people, I said, if you actually spoke to other people the way you speak to yourself, you probably wouldn't have any friends. You know, so we need to be more loving, more appreciative and honoring. So all those together. And then what we do, every one of those sessions in that series is different. There is not one of our 2000 sessions that are the same because the brain, if we did them all the same, the brain would say, oh, I get it. And then it doesn't, it won't pay attention anymore. But we need to get the brain to pay attention and have a cortical response or a deep, uh, that primitive brain needs to respond because that's the part of the brain that gets hijacked, the amygdala. You know, so when when it gets hijacked and you have that neuropronephrine release and you have adrenaline and cortisol, and then pretty soon you're going, who was that person that got all angry? That wasn't me, you know, <laughs> but it was because your emotions got hijacked because of the um, what happened to the brain. All right. So, I, wow. So you're saying all, everything you've said I just really want to confirm everything you said is in a peer-reviewed scientific study that you can show in whatever else. Yes. Because the 99.999% of us haven't heard about it. I'm in the earthy crunchy camp, so I, I get that. But it's I did not realize it's actually in the scientific literature. Yeah, just, just do a search by biophotonic exchange and you'll see all the research being done. You know, with lasers and LEDs and light therapy, we're finding out so much. I mean, uh, my brother-in-law, who's a maxillofacial surgeon, you know, he used to think lasers were just for, you know, using in surgery and things like that. But the reality is now we have lasers that heal. We have uh, light that can even change frequencies of the brain, like the shed light laser. We can use that and we can, if we need alpha in a certain region of the brain, we can use that laser to do it. Uh, we can change frequencies with light. Yeah, biophotonic exchange is the one. When I learned about it four years ago, when I was interviewing Dave Asprey for my brain summit, I went, what's this? I was one of those 99.9 that never heard of it. I said, I got to research this. And then when I talked to our science officer, he goes, oh yeah, that's why I did. I'm going, well, why did you tell me about it? You know, it's like, but you sound like a crazy man when you're talking about this. But now when science starts talking about it and you know, in 2003, when they mapped the human genome, everybody celebrated. But the reality is they only mapped 1%. Could you imagine graduating from college and I fill out 1% of the answers I should graduate? No, that's not going to happen. That's because they didn't have the technology until 2018. That's when they found out about this biophotonic exchange. And they realized that these gene expressions, the reason they called them, quote, junk, was they didn't know how quickly they were changing. Just like the glial lymphomic system, they can you imagine our medical science 
discovered that in 2015. That didn't mean it didn't exist before 2015. It just means they just discovered it. So what else about us do we not know? We do know, we also know, like we took to Dr. Oz, we, we met a group that does heart rate variability with cameras for babies, for infants, for to help um, crib, you know, the infant death syndrome. And we went to him because he had a friend that was running these elderly, these assisted living facilities. And we wanted to show him how in the dark, we could tell him where the people were because you can measure heart rate variability from 18 feet away. You have a field of energy that's magnetic in nature that can now be recorded from 18 feet away. Is that heart math or is that another group? It's another group, but heart math was definitely the motivator. I mean, they did so much. Now what happens is once somebody you know, goes to the jungle and makes a trail, you know, then they put a highway in. So now the, the medical community is, is doing that. So we, we are more than we were told. Yeah, no, that's, that's for certain. Okay. So how long, how many, so I have two questions. I'm assuming you've compared this to meditation, right? Yeah, we even in India, I and mean, we've had gurus on the device, we actually improve gurus brain function. Okay. If people are already meditating and they start the brain tap, it sounds, how many times do they need to do it before they see a difference? And then people who aren't meditating, who start the brain tap, when do people start to notice an impact? 90% of people will notice an impact that night. Their sleep will be deeper, especially if they have a digital device or something that can measure sleep. You, you just sold Wendy, just say that. You sold me for him because he likes to get up at three in the morning and wander around. And I'm like, go back to bed. It's not time to get up. But I'm thinking for myself too, and all the kids, our oldest, we have a whole bunch of kids. We have like a soccer team worth of kids. So I'm like, well, all of them could take it. So, okay. So the same night, but then lasting change, I'm assuming you need to keep doing it. Well, there's one study we did with concussions because we wanted to see what would happen with one year after treatment. These were people that did not own the devices. It was a school in Gaylord, Michigan. Dr. Arkfeld did the study, and we're presenting this to NIH this year because it was so profound. What we did is every person in the school that had a concussion that year all got treatment. So nobody missed out on the medical protocols that they needed. But 50% of them were given the brain tap at the end. The others didn't. One year later, we went back into the neurological test. Every neurological function was improved by a minimum of 30% to a maximum of 70% on the group that used brain tap one year later. How long did they use it in the study? How, how many, how many times? They only did it during, they only did it during their therapy, which was three times a week it, until they were returned to play. So if you had a concussion and you returned to play in two months, that's how long you did the therapy. Then a year after they returned to play, that's when we did this, the review. So everyone's different in recovery. So we had a sleep study we did with coal miners in Western Australia. These are people that never see the light of day. You talk about a circadian rhythm being off. They go to work in the dark, they work in the dark, they leave in the dark. They allowed us to put our chairs in their entry to the mine. And we had a, a one of our PhD students was there running the study. That group, we did a washout of two weeks. They already, we improved, when they used the headset, they got a 70% improvement in three weeks in their sleep scores. And we use something called the BioStrap to measure those. And then the uh, the group that didn't use the headset but only used the app, it took them six weeks to get that same result. When we did the washout period, which was two weeks, both groups improved 4% doing nothing. 
Once your brain learns, it's like learning mathematics. Once you learn it, you don't have to go back to your teacher. Now, if you, over a long period of time, I believe, went back to the old behaviors and eating and doing those things, I'm sure it would return back or it would just atrophy again. But the the, the thing is, it's like muscles. You know, muscles are going to atrophy if you don't use them. Who should not use this? Are there any people you would say, okay, with this medical condition, stay away from it? I'm thinking of a patient who has vertigo, who I'm, I'm thinking this might be good for her, actually. Vertigo works really well with this. We just start with low-level light. Uh, we we have results. I mean, we have 3,000 clinics using it. So we get a lot of feedback on vertigo, and they get really good results. But the one group that shouldn't use the lights, they can they can use the lights in the ears, but they shouldn't use the visor lights, are epileptics with light epilepsy. There's a photaic epileptics. It's about a 10% of the epileptics. But because we can't test them for that, we just don't allow epileptics to use the visor. It's very cool, Patrick. All right. So here's here's the challenge. We're, 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 we've scratched the surface. We've scratched the surface. You've got a huge amount of information. Yeah. We we love the product that you've built. Now I'm going to go try it, by the way. Uh, uh, that that was worth that just that conversation. <laughs> we well, need to where wrap can people up. find you? Yeah, where, where can people find you? That's a really good question. Well, you should share your link with them. You should have a link to share out the uh, the free gift in the in the book. If not, they can just go to braintap.com, check us out, tell us they heard about it on this podcast. And um, from there, they can learn about it. They can also go to at Braintap Tech on any social media site. Uh, you know, we're going to be there or at Dr. Patrick Porter, at Dr. Patrick Porter. I have a lot of little videos that they're doing. They're cutting up a lot of my talks into these little you know, they say we have the attention span of a goldfish now, so they're making these little reels, but they're they're getting the little sound bites and they're putting them out. And so, and there's there's some there's some full talks, you know, that, that people have put out on YouTube and things if they if they search by my name. Okay, awesome. cool. Uh, say, Patrick, Doctor Porter, not just Pat. I didn't say your PhD at the end. So first off, thank you for being here. Second off, thank you because this is amazing and super cool, and I know I can't wait to try it. And um, and third off, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Five Journeys podcast, Live Like You Matter. And I, I'm sure people are going to be looking you up. So thank you. That's great. Well, thanks for having me. I'm on a mission to better a billion brains. And, you know, whoever's listening, it's your brain right now. So let's see if we can upgrade you. Do the Get out there and get the free, free time and see what we can do. This has been great. Thank you. Don't go it alone. It's not a social journey until others join. Share this with your friends. 